Well, in general, obviously, um, my, my time in San Antonio was special. Spending seven years there with Coach Popovich uh, kind of laid the foundation of who I want to be as a basketball coach. Uh, those pieces will carry me throughout my career. Um, obviously, learned things from Philadelphia and Brooklyn as well. But totally excited. We have two young pillars that I'm excited to work with a young crew of first round picks that we need to accelerate their development and look forward to having success with our guys. Jason and Jalen in particular, they're 24 and 23 years old. Just how much do you think they've just scratched the surface of what they can be? Well, it's huge. It's, it's something that you see in the perception of, of them outside of this organization is all NBA level players, MVP caliber players, and getting to know them over the last few years, you've seen their growth. Uh, they've taken huge leaps this past year, and we look forward to them continuing in that progress. Uh, it's my job to put them in situations to be successful, uh, push them to, to be greater, and like I said, the sky's the limit with those guys. Have you started reaching out to those guys, other players on the team already since um, you've been brought aboard here? Yeah, I've talked to quite a bit of the players so far. Uh, I was with Al for one year in Philadelphia. No Peyton Pritchard since he was a, a young kid in Portland. Um, but we've all talked already. They're excited. I, I Thank them for the kind words they said about me, pushing me. And it was a natural bond with us. Uh, um, they're going to allow me to coach them, push them. They know I'm going to be on their ass, and, and that's what they like about me. They've asked me about that. And so they want to be pushed. They want to be directed towards winning, and you expect that from your stars. Your, the character that they showed, like I said, they all have different personality traits. Marcus is one way, Jalen's one way, and Jason is as well. But the bottom line is they want to win and help us get number 18. And so obviously you see the physical talent now it's a, a chance to help them grow, become better leaders, more vocal, and then just keep, continue to push them to be great. All right, back with another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. I am Josue Pavone. Sean Dutra is back. Joel Pavone's here. Ime Udoka officially introduced as the Boston Celtics' brand new head coach. And he was, he had a little smoke, right? I mean, he wasn't exactly uh, – he was pretty direct with, with, with what he wants to do with Tatum and, and, and Brown and the yeah. direction of this team. He's going to be all over them. So I, I thought that was, that was a great way to, to, to set the tone here for this team. Uh, so, of course, we'll talk, we'll talk about that also. Uh, the two guards out in Portland, could one of them be up for grabs? Reports uh, related to the, the, the new coach hiring with Chauncey Billups. I mean, I, I guess – this whole thing it just got uh, this big mess in Portland, and, and we'll explain everything if you're not up to up to speed with it all. But um, but yeah, I mean the Celtics introducing the brand new head coach. What, what, do, what do you guys think of the press conference, Joel? Let's start with you because I, I mean again that that quote that have him wanting to be he's going to be on be on their asses and and, and make sure everybody is is on top of their game, and that's exactly what they want, as he said it, right, Joel? Well, first off, I'm a, I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed because uh, Neil Long wasn't in a, in, in, a, in attendance. I love, oh, I love sitting right next to him. You know, I was just. What you want? What you want? You want her on the, on the right, right up there, the podium with him? Yeah, man, that would have been, you know, that'd have been nice. That would have been, that would have been, been fantastic. I did appreciate her Instagram post afterwards. Yeah, though. I like that. That that was that was a nice touch with the jersey. Just just a jersey. Uh, at least at least at least that's what I'm. That's what I, I took it as. Just a jersey on nothing else. You're just, a fantasizing, you sick bastard. <laughs> yeah, but not, not, like, not, like not once. One. Not once did that cross my mind, bro. Not once. <laughs> I seem to have uh, shot myself in the foot, guys. Uh, to start off this podcast. Hey, you uh, know. So, Ibn Udoka. Okay, let's go back Seg to Ibn Udoka. No, I, I love, you know, first impressions, obviously, you know, always, always key. Not just, uh, <laughs> not just uh, <laughs> visually, but, uh, you know, when you listen to what people have to say, you know, Grabs people's attention right right off the bat, especially when he threw Brad under the bus talking about this team was uh, was a horrible passing team a season ago. So he's obviously he wants to change all of that, change the the, uh, the oh, culture, so right. to speak. And uh, he's talked about how Tatum and and, and Brown they're, they're going to allow him to coach them. So that's a plus. Um, he didn't mention too much about Marcus Smart at this conference. He did speak the next day on the radio and had nothing but good things to say about Smart. So I think that's. That's a great start for the three players that he's, he, he got a chance to not only uh, develop relationships with, but also coach. And he feels like that this core, along with Al Horford, it's, it's a good start to what's going to be hopefully a turnaround after a disappointing, you know, 500 season. 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't get a chance to weigh in on the signing even before it was announced. I know last podcast you guys talked about it a little bit, but <laughs> Sean's like, I actually hate this coach right now. Uh, no. <laughs> it's not what I wanted at all. <laughs> what's, yeah. what's the hate about it, honestly? Like, I mean, did they even call Brian Shaw, guys? <laughs> <laughs> even if I tried, even if I tried, I don't think I'd be able to find reasons to hate, bro. It's like you got a guy that's going to be able to doesn't matter if he's going to mesh with Tristan Thompson. doesn't matter if he's going to mesh with these guys. That He's going to be able to go and speak to your stars. He's already got the trust of your stars. And who knows if he's going to be a good coach? But, I mean, they're making the right hire, I think, that knowing uh, that uh, he has the experience of the buy-in pretty much. And, and you know, the sign-off, it sounds like, uh, after the press conference, that Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart all gave the thumbs up to this decision. So. I think that's huge. Now he did one of the one of the interesting things that he came out that I'd, I'd like to see how it does happen is like you know the thing that he said he's going to hold people accountable. He's going to make people play defense and pass the ball. And all these, he said all the right things, but like you don't think Brad Stevens was trying to get the team to do that? Like uh, yeah. is it just a change in the in the voice or? You know, is that going to make all the difference? I don't know, but we'll, we'll I know, see. I know. It kind of, it kind of cracked me up when he was like, you know, sorry, Brad, but uh, you got something finished twenty seventh in assist. That, that's not going to happen. And Brad's like, <laughs> yeah, you, you wait and see, motherfucker. Yeah, go ahead, go, go ahead, do your thing. <laughs> yeah, like, it was all sunshine easy. and fucking dandelions the yeah. first couple of years I was here as well. Not as easy as it looks. All right, good luck with that. Yeah, he's like, you ain't getting no point cards, so we'll see how the fuck that happens. All right. <laughs> No, uh, that humble uh, brass grin, like, <laughs> all, right. all right, all right, you let's see, let's see who gets a beer that first loss, bro. I take it back, all right? All right? I take it back. You're not getting a beer. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the first losing streak, and then, and then I'll, I'll take you out for a beer. All right, like, enjoy. <laughs> Wicks like, Wicks like, uh, uh, Brad, no, no, man, fuck this guy, man. I don't know what his problem is today. You know, yeah. he's got, he's got some attitude today. I don't know what's going on. So you got This is how, this is how, this is how you want to start off your, your, your subjects, your coaching career. This is how you want to start it off. All right, that's cool. That's cool. It's cool. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. I remember this. I, I think, I think you said all the right things. It's fine, but it's o- just, only it's one time we finished twenty seventh in assists. Okay, once, one time. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had one of the most efficient. Best uh, season <laughs> offensively that you've ever yeah. right? Did you check that, huh? Eme, did you check yeah. that? Yeah. When you're top five in offense and defense, then hit me up, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Defensive Specialist. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but, but I digress. Go ahead, Eme. See what you got to say. What else you got to say here to the I people? Got a lot of, I know you got a lot of asses to get on. Why don't you, you start know, you doing know, that? Uh, 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 John Corrales, ask him a question. Go ahead, go ahead. Ask him a question. <laughs> <laughs> Wait to wait, just wait to wait till Gary gets his question. Huh? Wait yeah, to Gary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gary throws him a softball. He's like, "Really, Gary? Wow, <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, how does it feel to be the first non-Nigerian uh, head coach in NBA history?" <laughs> Stevens is like, "You fucking kidding me right now?" He's like, great. It feels great. That's like, what the fuck? Your first question to me was, "Why'd you leave Indiana? Why'd you leave? <laughs> Why'd you leave?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you really Brad, think you're going to be successful at the pro level, <laughs> Brad? You sure this is a good? You sure it's a good idea? <laughs> uh, <laughs> very, very interesting. But hey, is uh, is he going to be like coaching the USA team still this this summer as well? The uh, Olympics? I assume so. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Part of yeah. the staff. Great. Right? Part of okay. the staff. Yeah, I like yeah. It a little more. Little more one on one with Tatum, yeah. Well, if you think about it, he'll be there to recruit, right, with Tatum instead of Tatum, sort of. Well, well I don't know, Sean. I think that's called tampering. Him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought you, I thought you, I thought you get in trouble. All right, I thought you get in trouble. Then. Sounds like, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Somebody asked Magic Johnson how that went for the Lakers, and then they won the fucking championship, right? So tamper the fuck away. <laughs> so tamper the fuck away. <laughs> No, it's going to be interesting because, um, you know, he's going to the, – the first couple of times, let's face it, when he first has to crack that whip, it's going to be interesting to see how they how, how they respond. And we're not going to know. We're, we're not going to have any idea the first time he had to uh, spaz or, or maybe not even spaz, but had to send that message to either Brown or Tatum. And I thought that was interesting that he was asked more about Marcus Smart uh, during his interview on 98.5 The Sports Hub because it was like, well, wait a minute. You, you said a lot of Tatum, said a lot of Brown. So obviously 98.5 and the Southern fans alike are like, well, is Marcus 
secured? Is, is he locked in? And it sounds like he is because he's like, look, he's a big part of this. He's a big. He, he did mention Marcus Doral his press conference, but obviously, uh, people honed in more on on the mention of of, of Tatum and Brown. But I, I guess my question to you, Sean, is what's what's wrong with if this team goes into the upcoming season and Marcus Smart is your starting point guard, you know, opening night? Is that bad for this team? Because I'm I'm actually surprised that a lot of, or at least in my opinion, the majority of Celtics fans are not feeling that idea. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, the longest tenure guard. He, you know, he's coming off of easily his best season, you know, whether we're talking scoring or whether we're talking about facilitating. So, like, are, are, how do you how do you feel about that? Like, does Southern have to go out and get himself a starting point guard? Or does Marcus Smart have a, cha- have a chance here to, to, to fight for that spot? I don't know, man. It's a tough it's a tough call because I think Marcus Smart, when he's at his best, isn't playing the point. You know what I mean? Like when he doesn't have the offensive responsibility. Um, to play to run the point. I feel like I feel like that's when he's at his best. But I don't think they're screwed if they go in with Marcus Smart as a point guard, like I've heard some people saying. You know, I think you do need to get a point guard, at least like a like a Shane Larkin type, like a Brad Wanamaker type that can be a solid backup if you're going to do that option. Because oh, you think you see you're thinking that way. I, I'm I'm thinking more of a. Someone that could challenge him for the spot, you know, someone that someone that's maybe maybe he, he he's not a, a an everyday starter in the NBA, but he can challenge him and 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 sort of be a, a, a option B, someone that you that you can trust when when Smart's not out there. Put it that way, right? Because I'm not but, quite sure Pritchard is, is is there yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I. Maybe Pritchard is like a Larkin type, Wanamaker type guy, but right, right. I th- I think he's that. He he falls into that category for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think. I think what Sean is trying to say is that, like, if you are going to go that route, then it's like, you know, you just you're you're, you're getting a, a second tier, maybe even the third tier point guard in the mix here. Right. Because Pritchard uh, remains to be seen how he's going to, you know, because go from year be- one to year two, the leap there, if there's any leap. Here's, here's the thing. If you're going to if you're not going to spend money on the point guard position, which I'm actually OK with, because if you're not getting a guy like that's better than Kemba Walker, like. At the at, at like uh, a twenty to twenty five million dollar contract, like that's what you're going to spend for Alonzo Ball or whatever. Like, I don't think that's worth it if they can't score because you already got Marcus Smart on the team who could run the point and can't score, right? Like, I don't know if I don't, you, yeah, you could get a better passer, but it, like unless you're going to go out and get a top tier point guard, then I think you 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 be okay. If you go with Marcus Smart and and just some guard depth and maybe some guards that can score, um, right? I agree with that completely. Like I don't understand why people don't don't want to want to say that 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 kind of team can make a deep playoff run or even go to the NBA Finals. Why not? Like like again, I think it's more about the way you construct the roster. Okay, instead yeah. of going out and trying to get yourself an All Star point guard, a score first type point guard, why not slot Marcus there? Try to get a secondary guard like like you're talking about, Dutra. And then try to supplement the lineup or the secondary unit with I don't know shooters. Can we yeah. see some shooters on this freaking team? Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, maybe that maybe that means bringing back Evan Fournier on the, on a short term deal. You know, in addition to a, another shooter out there, maybe. I mean, that's the reason why he created this wiggle room, right? Let's face it. I mean, that's what puts him in this position to at least try to get a secondary guy in here because now. That you have Kemba out and, and and Al Horford in, you save a little bit of money there. You still have a couple of guys in Tristan Thompson that I'm, I'm assuming he's going to try to trade just for just to save money. Yeah, and then and then try to address one of those one of those spots, whether it's a secondary uh, facilitator or a shooter that you can rely on to come off the bench. Yeah, we we sort of touched upon it last week with with that like you know that option, right? If you were to make Marcus Smart your starting point guard, you're telling him way way in advance. Yo, like you're gonna be, you're gonna be the guy. So we need your your role is gonna is gonna be different. It's not it's not it's not gonna be a, a, another option as a scorer. If you do score, obviously that's a bonus. Uh, your defense, obviously that goes without saying. That's gonna that's gonna always be there. But like for you to be a facilitator, that should be your number one priority if they're gonna go that route again. Yeah. If they I, don't go that route, though, what's his future here? That's honestly. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like if he's like if he if if they. If they decide that, you know, they're not going to give him an extension and he's not going to be your starting point guard, then I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Well, just- then his days are numbered. His days are numbered in Boston. <laughs> yeah. 
literally. I mean, know? I think I think the reason why people can't get behind that is because they are scared that that means you're going to bring the whole band back together as is and see, you know, just sans Kemba Walker, which isn't going to work. They need to make a bunch of changes if they're going to bring Mark Smart back. But you know, I do look I, I do look at like the Patrick Beverly uh like role that he sort of developed in, in in LA over the years where he was one of the main guys and then he's sort of taken a back seat in the back seat, but he still has impact on the game. Um, you know, probably not the best day to talk about Patrick Beverly, but you saw it. <laughs> I know. You're the one I brought him up, motherfucker. No one brought yeah. him up. <laughs> yeah. You said it. Bro, you said it. <laughs> he ruffled a lot of feathers in that series, and man, and I mean, basically, you know, took Booker out of that game. What was that game three? Took Booker out of that whole game. I mean, for most of the series, if you're if we're gonna talk about, you know, no, Beverly, we're not talking about that. Let's just, oh yeah, we'll go. Yeah, ahead. <laughs> most of the, most of the series, like he, if we spend like five minutes on the series right now. I'm like, no, stop. Like, right, like man. you know, Chris Paul and and Booker, you know, they they weren't they weren't shooting that great. You know, let's 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 talk about how it is, and that was mostly in part because of Beverly. If you look at Beverly two years ago, he was a starter, right? He was considered a vital piece of that team. But those type of players can have value not being that type of player anymore. Yeah, but they don't make $20 million, Sean. Oh, I, exactly, exactly. So That's maybe, the thing. Maybe, I mean, but Beverly also did it, wasn't like highly sought after in the free agent market when he was up again. And if Marcus Smart has a, has a year where he finally like fits a role that's perfect for this team and they're successful – I mean, don't you think Marcus Smart's the type of guy that would, like, say I want to stay in Boston, say I would yeah, want to work? Exactly, because you just showed him that you believe in him. Like, that's exactly like, yeah, you're preaching to the choir right now. Like, that's why I think you put him in this position. And if he fails, then heck, you you knew that you you knew what you you know you you can walk away from that situation being like, hey, it didn't work out. We tried. You either trade him or you're gonna see him walk. I mean, let's face it. Unless he, unless you try to bring him back on a short term deal, I just think Marcus is the kind of guy who's gonna. Yeah. He's gonna get, I don't know, maybe not twenty. I, I might have forced it there, but I don't sixteen, seventeen million per for a role player. I don't know if that's something that the Celtics are gonna are gonna say, you know what, let's let's do it. But at the same time, like I I think he could succeed at it. I really do. Again, I if you if you line them up, if you bring back the same squad, if you bring back the same roster and, and Romeo Langford and Grant Williams are the guys that he's passing to and guys up the bench that you have to rely on. Then yeah, I, don't, I think it's an awful idea. Then yeah, you need to bring another guy. Well, yeah, but you have to you have to wait and see also how how the rest of the roster pans out. Well, let's let's not forget let's not forget you know Al Horford is a is a big part of this as well because I you know yeah. setting setting up uh you know Isaiah Thomas in the, in the pick and roll and, and Kyrie Irving obviously and and, and if you want to again go down this route, Marcus Mark can benefit from Al Horford coming back as well. And honestly, as long as Marcus Smart doesn't turn the fucking ball over. I mean, Tatum brings the ball up 50% of the game anyways. Uh, Al's going to make it a lot easier, like you said, Joel. And, you know, if you want to be honest with Marcus, it's a contract year for you, Marcus. Like, this is your year. We're putting you in a big spot. You have a lot of millions of re- – you have a millions and millions of reasons of why you need to be a, a really solid point guard. I mean, he was drafted as a point guard right – I mean, he dra- when his first couple years in the league, it was going to be Ronald Goyer. Hold on, dude. I'm thinking about your your, your Tatum comment. You, you you tell me that uh that 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 Luca Jean's gonna come out next season, bro. He's gonna be a little little point forward out there, kid. You think that's in his I bag think, next season? He sort of took that over in the playoffs. I like, think that's I think that's no inevitable. Honestly, I think that's inevitable, Sean. And I think that Team USA, this whole thing, like he's going to be a leader on that squad, and I, and I think that's gonna help with him trying to take on that role to be a, you know, a point forward when, he, when he's obviously surrounded by elite talent like that. He, he's going to show that off a bit, I think. I think so. And, it's, I mean, the reason I, the reason why he – I don't I like Tatum really, like, fully took on that role is because the, the guy's a turnover machine if he's dribbling the ball consistently at the top of the key. If he can hone that in, then I don't necessarily know if you need this guy that can sort of call the plays and be a traditional point guard just have somebody that can secure the ball. If you guys, if you, if you see Marcus Smart having, you know, such a big impact on this team, which I think he does, and start him. Like, it, then have some backup point guards if you want. Uh, so what, you, you tell me, you tell me this team doesn't need uh, Damian Lillard. They don't, they don't need Dame Time coming in here. That's exactly uh, what I'm saying. I don't know about Sean. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need Damian Lillard. And I think we talked about this a couple podcasts ago. I mean, I love, I love Dame. I love Dame, but. 
31 years old. You're going to have to give up Jalen Brown for him, and he's going to be making $55 trillion in like a year or two. <laughs> it's like, million. Million, guys, by the way. It's not trillion. It's million. Same thing. I mean, it's it's like it's like okay, like let's be honest. <laughs> it's, like, it's, okay. like, it's like you got rid of you got rid of Kemba Walker, so you can pay twenty million more to yeah, you know, an, so, Asian, an Asian an so, Asian veteran. Oh, the, the one yeah. person that suggested to Brad, uh, were you not here the past two years? Yes, you know, Kemba Walker, the same exact thing. Like, you know, yeah. uh, guess what? Guess what? We don't need. Guess what? Guess what? Hasn't been a recipe for success to get to the finals. A score first point guard. How do we go the opposite way? That, that just happened to turn thirty. Yeah, exactly. That magical number, guys. That magical number. Yo, it really is. It's seriously, it's like... It's you know like what's the, the best example? The definition of insanity, bro. Just keep doing the, the same thing. The, you just the keep... Prime. You can't keep <laughs> Isaiah, Kyrie, Kemba. How about we bring someone in a little bit different? How about you let just Marcus Small run it over? I think the prime example is Chris Paul. All right. Chris Paul, this is four days before his 30th birthday, he pulls his hand, was his hamstring, I think it was, the Western Conference Finals into the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Like, not for nothing, well, obviously. It had, had to be before because they never made the Western Conference Finals. I mean, I mean, not the Western Conference, the, the semi, the semi, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, they never made it yet. Um, uh, no, because I, I didn't think it was. And actually, you know what? I think it was the first round. Was it the first round? Was it against know. the Spurs that year? It was against the Spurs. I think it was the first round, actually. Yeah, that was the first round matchup. That was an insane first round matchup. Went to seven. It, it went to seven. It, it was game he, seven. He won and it happened. It happened in game seven, right? Yeah, he, hit, he hit the won, game winner. Won game six. He won. to get the game winner in game six. Right? Uh, no, no, but that was game seven. Well, yeah, well, yeah, they but won. He pulled, he pulled it in game seven, and it was just like, gee, and literally, like his thirtieth birthday was coming up, and like obviously, he's 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 Chris Paul. He's one of the best point guards ever. So he's he had plenty left in the bag, but like. That's when the injuries started to stack up, you know, 30, right before 30, literally days before 30. And for some for some players, it's a couple of months removed from turning 30. And those kind of players who are, they rely on their herky-jerky moves and, 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 and those ankles going left and going right the way they're not supposed to, you know, or most players, that's what happens, you know. It's just, it sucks because we've seen it so many times. But someone like, well, someone like him, and I'm not talking about like, you know, skill set, a leader like him is what Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum need. Yeah. Yep, I mean, definitely. What about CJ McCollum? Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, I I think leadership would be great, but I just don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe Rondo if fits that mold, but I just don't think that's going to happen. Uh, like, if you're looking for Yo, a leader, your favorite uh, exception, kid, the TPE. Yeah, I just don't know if that's a fit on this team, bro. Yeah, shout out to shout out to someone. I forget what's his name, George. I think it's George. I hope I'm getting that right, George. He just randomly in the middle of the. Uh, <laughs> in the middle of the garden report just goes Causeway Street, baby. TPE, the best exception there is, baby. <laughs> Causeway Street. <laughs> <laughs> the best exception there there is. The best session there was. There was, yeah. <laughs> and the best whatever, session whatever, ever there'll ever be. <laughs> the line, the line, dude just said right, and he was like, ha ha ha. It was like hashtag Causeway Street. <laughs> yo, I'll be cracking up, uh, and everyone's looking at me like, why? Like, you know, when someone's talking and they see me smiling, they're like, yo, why is this funny to you? I'm like, no, man, I'm reading the comments. Like, this dude, I'm dying right now. <laughs> yeah, man. I've, I've noticed some of those some of those Causeway diehards up there. Yo, Sway, you ever talk about that guy that stopped you in the middle of the street the other day, bro? Oh, yeah. I should have brought that up. Yeah, oh. I forgot to. Yo, my man was my man was on the host, the, the host post or whatever, uh, outdoor seating. He abandoned his post to come to say what up to Sean and I. Yeah, that was funny. I'm walking. We were walking. And- on Boylson. <laughs> I heard, I heard Joe Sway, and I looked at Sway, and I was like, "Yo, did you hear that, bro?" He's like, "Yeah, man, but I don't really want to turn around, bro." I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, 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 I, then, like, I was like, "No, who?" Did, and then he turned around, and the guy was like, "Yo, yo, yo!" Dude, I've, never, I've never been so relieved to see a random face. I was like, "All right, all right word." Like, you know, <laughs> I was gonna be like someone that we haven't seen. For like it's like it's, like it's like when you're a kid and you hear and you hear like an adult say, "Excuse me," and you're like, "Ah, oh, damn it, <laughs> right. I don't want to turn around right now." Fuck. No, that's, uh, that's gonna be someone that yeah, exactly, someone that you haven't seen in a long time, and you have to like awkwardly have small talk with you. I hate that. Hey, fucking hate that. So how is everything? Oh, the same thing as you, motherfucker. Yep, crazy, right? Yep. I guess the streets are open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with Dutcher. Right? It's like the first time we were going out to a bar in like over a year. I just didn't want to have that conversation. So just like luckily, I'm it. luckily, it wasn't. That wasn't the case. Shout out to my guy, man. Because seriously, you you like. Started off the night for us. We're literally going to the first spot, the Dylan's on Boylston. And I was just like, all right, it's going to be a good night. And it yeah, was. Man. It was. 
I had just bought my new shorts because my fucking zipper broke. <laughs> Yo, I forgot all about that. First day, first day going out in Boston since everything opened up. I fucking take a leak. I fucking come out and just like, man, it's a little breezy in here. My fucking zipper's down. I'm like, oh, let me zip it up. I just zip it up and the thing just goes, doesn't close. I'm like, what the fuck? Yo, my guy, your fly wasn't like, it wasn't like it was just open, bro. It, it looked like a freaking... It looked like a, 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 a pipe hole or something. I don't even know, bro. Because like, <laughs> like, the whole the whole clip at the <laughs> bottom that even starts it zipping up, which you literally never zip all the way down, was busted the fucking wide open, bro. Yeah, it looks like you were purposely like left it open like that. But it looks like you're being a dick, just walking around. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you're good, man. No one can notice. So I look to be just like, bro, I'm not walking around. My fly. Look, it's all the way open, bro. Look at this thing. <laughs> 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 like, like stores around here, we go to the Prudential. It's like places selling $175 jeans, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Lauren, bro. <laughs> and then, and then we went to uh, what's that spot? The it's like the it's like the Cape Cod. Yeah, they got bathing suits for eighty bucks, bro. So yo, just get a bathing suit, you're good. Yeah. Oh no, no, it was khakis. It was khaki shorts. I was khaki, shorts. khaki shorts for eighty five dollars, and I was like, oh, I can get seventeen <laughs> pairs of clothes for this price. <laughs> Forget the cold cash. Yeah, man. Shout out to him, man. That was that was dope. This episode of the Cosmic Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA and the NHL are in full swing now. Now, BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options such as award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Now, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action now. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, what was I saying? Yo. I'm surprised about this whole CJ McCollum thing. I'm like, still, still, you saw this fans still want CJ McCollum so badly. I mean, I, I guess that's a third option. He's not terrible, but I, I just don't know. Like, I don't know how much better the Celtics are. Does that make them a championship team? Yeah, I mean, he, he and what's going to cost to get him? Yeah, like, his, you know? his assist numbers are the same as as Walker's. I know he's owed, I think, a hundred million for the next three seasons. Um, yeah, see, and it's not even two; it's three, right? Yeah, I don't know if that was an option. Season, but, yeah, yeah, for the next three seasons, yeah, and, the last, the last might be a player option, but, but still, though, it's like, how much better are you, and how much is he really going to help uh, Tatum and Brown? Well, I think the only thing is, the only thing is, if you can get CJ McCollum for a bag of. I'm yeah. Yeah, 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 like a bunch of benches. <laughs> this is about to be a classic Ducha trade, though. Bro, oh, you just, yo, you got, you, you, you trade Grant. You yeah. give him Pritchard, some Chevy, you know, you know. Yeah. And then, throw, and throw Taco in there, you know. And throw Robert Williams in or whatever. And then <laughs> Sean goes, wait, wait, wait. Actually, you know what? No, nah, no. Nah. You got to keep Robert Williams. Never mind. It's like, bro, dude. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> They're not going to take this. And then, got- and, then, and then people go onto the trade machine like, look, look, it works. Yeah, but will fucking Portland agree to that? <laughs> Would you do this? I know, right? That's always my question. I get I get text messages from people all the time on like, you know, through social media. Hey, what about this trade? And it's just like, yeah, would you do this if you were the other team? No, like, I would you would you accept this? I just, who says no? <laughs> all right, yeah. who says no? Yeah. Who um, says no? The other Both fucking team. Both of these teams say no. Because Brad can't even offer that trade and ever be taken seriously ever again, bro. Yo, no, yo, I- yo, just, just trade the TPE for fucking Dave Lillard. That's it. That solves the problems right now. Miles. Yeah, I mean, if you can get if you, if CJ McCollum great exception though, great exception though. TP, <laughs> you can get if you can get CJ McCollum on the cheap without giving up Marcus Smart or Jalen Brown, then then I mean, then, then then Brad's a bigger genius than we all we all give him credit exactly, for. Exactly, bro. No, no, exactly. zero chance you make that trade without Marcus Smart. Bro. <laughs> I'm just saying that's the only way I would do it. So then I guess I'm saying Portland's not even picking up the phone if you ain't talking about Marcus yeah. Smart. Right? Then I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it because that's a solid for them. They can get from out from under that contract, and whatever you want to do with Marcus is going to cost you a hell of a lot less. Like a, than, like a, than keeping, a more than keeping a, McCullum. A more serious trade offer would be like Smart, 
Tristan Thompson, maybe a you know right. a first rounder, a salary, a future first a rounder. Salary, it's a salary dump for them. Yeah. And when you put it that way, Dame's like, oh, okay, so you guys gonna have some more money to play with next summer. Sounds good. Sign me up. Yeah. Like from their point of view, it sounds great. But yeah. I'm thinking of I'm thinking about things from the Celtics per- perspective, and I'm just like. Smart CJ McCollum again. How much better are the Celtics with CJ McCollum yeah. compared to with with Marcus Smart? Maybe they're better. Maybe they are. But are they a championship team? Are they championship yeah. bound? But not, if that's not the case, then I don't think they do it. Yeah, and not only that, like say if say if Portland was considering you know accepting a deal like that, a trade like they that, they would, man. I really think they no, would. But, but like they're but, desperate to get some cap, some cap relief because I, I get that. Damian, you know, Damian's not he's not being shy about this right I now. I know, but then you're taking a step back though. In my opinion, and you know, Dame years, that's, that's not. You know, I'm telling gonna, Marcus, you said that, bro. I'm yo, no, but no, but I'm, I'm saying you're taking a step <laughs> back, and 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 the, and the aspect of like if you if you don't make a secondary move to grab another uh, a similar player of uh, McCollum's, you know, stats or, or or what he puts up, then it's like, all right, how much better are are, are we defensively? Yeah, they they'd be much better with Trishan Thompson and 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 Marcus Smart. But is that is that was that their issue? You know, over over these last couple of playoff runs, you know, I don't know, I don't know how true these reports are that he wants out, even with Chauncey Billups in as a new coach. I don't know. It's just I, I feel he doesn't like, know what he wants. I don't bro. think it's he knows PR, what he wants. It's, yeah. a, it's a PR nightmare over there right now. Yeah, you can't say anything. It's true. It's very you're true. Dan, if you do, you Dan, if you don't. I mean, at this point, no, no matter how which side you're defending here, you, you don't. You know, I mean, someone's gonna have something bad to say. Yeah, and someone's gonna you know drink drink that water to uh, you know signal that it's the end of the conversation. Do you think it's worse? Do you think it looks worse on the organization, the way they handle that? Talking about the, the Chauncey Bills press conference, right? Like, I try to I try to put myself in, in Chauncey's shoes, and if Chauncey tries to override that question, like, I, I just think no matter what you say, it's just people going to rip it apart just because yeah. of the way it was. It was like he was set up. Like that's yeah, a tough yeah. spot to be at. I think I think Chauncey did the right thing and just. Not saying anything because, like, look, they stopped me. Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah, he was ready to answer. At the, it, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they're hosting the press conference. You know, yeah, they were. He was ready to answer it though, and and if he and was, and if and Portland, him. and if Portland, you know, wanted to avoid this, then maybe he wasn't the right hire. You know what I'm saying? Not because of his skills or or, or, or his coaching experience, but like, if you were not ready to tackle this PR nightmare, like you said, then maybe they shouldn't have made the move. Because I just I don't know I just feel like the whole like you know trust us like we you know we we we've looked into it like you know let's move on then I don't know because it's gonna be that's gonna it's gonna come up I mean watch watch when uh watch when Dallas announces or, or introduces uh Jason Kidd and and, and see if those and questions of his uh, of his past are not gonna come up and what and how is Dallas gonna react to it compared to yeah compared to I a mean, team like a- Portland. I mean, that's the thing. Like, what's the alternative for the Trailblazers? You know, that's their guy. That's the guy that they wanted. They wanted Chauncey Billups. Clearly, they wanted him, or it seems like they wanted him more than they wanted Jason Kidd, despite the fact that Damon was the one that was talking about Jason Kidd the day after, you know, the, right after they were eliminated. No, you're right. It's the fact that the, the, the organization, the way they're handling it is probably not the best, best way. And it doesn't make Chauncey look great, even though Chauncey, again, was ready to answer all and any questions related to his past. Yeah, man, that was mad weird. Like, why would they jump in? Because clearly they were they were instructed to. I don't think you just <laughs> Yo, do did that. You, see, did you, you don't see just the do dude? that on your own. Like, you, I don't think it was he was went rogue. Did you see the dude sitting next to him? Like, his eyes were just like wide as fuck when he's took like fifty sips of his little water bottle to be like, "Yo, shut this down, shut this down right now." Like, this is the like, signal. What is, what is, this is the yeah. signal. Shut it down. Like, this is ridiculous. I didn't feel like Chauncey was saying anything wrong. Do you? No, it was just like let's stop him before he incriminates himself or something, or or, or let's stop him before a follow up leads to them spilling details leads to guys this night, this and that and that and the other. Like that's the last thing they want for them to, to for for him to start talking about maybe not details but maybe like you know steps that led to it or whatever you know like reporters once you go yeah. down that once no, you go down that slope no, you know you're, like, you're, you're right you're right sway but like but you you exact, that's exactly what i was about to say like when you're like <laughs> when you're talking to your lawyer and you're like all right this is probably what the kind of questions you're going to get asked let's practice how you're going to answer these questions and, yeah you know what i'm saying so it looks like he he wants to answer the questions and not so much that oh he doesn't want to answer the question like it made it made chance look like shit up there yeah they, yeah. they for the fucking bus because you know, I was listening to something and they were like, yeah, if they just like let him 
say vanilla nothing like type answers and just sort of like own up to it and say it changed him, changed him for the better and just kept repeating that shit. Like maybe people would be like, oh, he doesn't mean it, but I we wouldn't be fucking talking about it right now. <laughs> I just think it was the question. I think as soon as, as, soon as they heard, well, how does it change you? I, I, think, I feel like in their mind, they just saw Chanchi going, I mean, I shouldn't have done that. That alone would have yeah, just been yeah, like, yeah. that's a headline, bro. Like, yeah. that question just made the dude's heart drop. It was just like, yo, abort, abort, abort. Abort yeah. mission immediately. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, all, it take, all it takes is one line like that. Yeah, it's, it's true. It. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's unfortunate. But then at the same time, though, you kind of threw him in there blindfolded yeah. and you're just like, yeah. all right, look, if it's they do ask this question, uh, I mean, we'll cross that bridge if we get to it, but I don't think they'll ask the question. And then that's like one of the first things they asked him. Seriously. This is going to fucking happen now. He's going to go to the next press conference. This is what they're going to fucking ask about. <laughs> opening statement? No, yeah. no, no. He's going to have an opening statement, I guarantee Opening you. statement, exactly. And he's going to be like, and he better not say like, uh, you know, and I won't be answering any questions on this, but he can't say that can't shit. Say that, yeah, yeah. He's be like, I'll answer any questions you want to say, but I just yeah. want to get this open. And, like, and finally, seriously, guys, this thing really did change my life. Okay, all right. I mean, it, <laughs> changed, it changed my life. Like, right. I, I, I don't need to explain life. why it changed my life. Right? Yeah, right. Even even, even like, the whole like just it. yeah, just like the whole. I don't know. I don't want to say moment, but the whole like the the whole whatever fiat. No, I don't know. You, yeah, yeah. See, you can't even pick up like a, a correct like term or or to describe it without being sounding like. Sounded like you regret it. You know what I mean? Can I just can I just ask something though for real? For like real, for real? All right, go ahead. When was this a problem when ESPN hired the motherfucker? When was the problem when a free he signed as a free agent somewhere? Why all of a yeah. sudden? Where do you draw the line? Is he a coach? And like now they're like, oh well, you're not fit to be employed. Yeah, you could be an assistant, but you don't you be getting no head coaching jobs now. It's yeah. sort of like it's sort of like obviously to his defense, it was a mistake he made when he was in high school or right high school or college. No, no man, he, he was in Waltham, bro. Yeah, he was, he was in a town called Waltham, Massachusetts. With, okay, with Ron so Mercer was, and another another associate. Yes. Okay. 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 So, but that was. When I heard Anson, I heard Anson was ago, there too. Twenty-five years ago, man. I don't know, like. If if he if he didn't learn his lesson and got more, like, do you think that he would be in a position where people were hiring him, and he was continuing a, a career? Like, well, that's just I it though. This wasn't this wasn't like a situation where he went to court and then he and he uh, was found not guilty. It was like this woman made allegations I, I allegations towards him, and then it was settled out of court in a civil saying, suit. I'm not even saying anything about the incident or if it happened or didn't happen or if it did or whatever, or allegedly, whatever. I'm just saying, bro, like, how come everybody praised the guy when he was, it never, this never got brought up when he was finals MVP. This never got brought up when he was one of the hottest coaching candidates out there on the market, right? This is a position. All of a sudden, that, he's tired and then this is the big story. Is the position. That's, bec- that's because, Sean, that generation was only three years old when that happened, right? I guess so. <laughs> They've grown up now. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's just the way it is now. You know, it doesn't matter how how long ago it happened. Things things get brought up, and it's interesting awesome. because I, I it's I don't know if it's just social media, right? Is someone else maybe a, a a candidate that feels like they deserve a shot? Do they get it out there? I mean, how does this, how does this stuff work? Is it really social media? Is it is it a group of just bored people digging into people's past here? Well, this resurfaced. The moment that it was announced or it was reported, he was a top candidate for a top candidate for the Celtics, right? And then, like this, this was written in a book that someone was like, "Oh shit, I should get this out there somehow," you know, and let people know, like, you know, the maybe, maybe it was Jeff Benedict's camp being like, "Oh, yeah, never know." I wrote about this. You guys should talk about it. Yeah, yeah right. It's like, oh, you know, it's, it's an opportunity for from you know my book to get some some buys there, some uh, <laughs> people to, to to see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> He's a good writer. <laughs> he did the Tiger Woods book. Great book. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just I just And the Dynasty book. Patriots. Anything else you wanna do you wanna uh, we introduce <laughs> No, I was trying to think I was like he definitely did another one. I was like, I should have said the Patriots one first. I thought Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Tough situation, but it, it's 
it's one of those things where it's like, you know, the, the you question, right? You know, did the Celtics really, you know, hire Udoka to avoid shit like this with, with Billups? And I was like, you know, I really, I really think Udoka was like, you know, the best candidate out there, whether he was black or not. You know, that's another thing too, that, that uh, with Grossbeck, you know, was questioned about like, oh, did you feel like you had to hire, you know, an, a, a black coach? And he was like, no, this is, this is the dude, he's paid his dues. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't hire him because he's a Negro. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing too. I think that's why. I, no, but you know, no, Sway, you bring up a good point. I think that's another reason why this is all. What do you mean? He said that? No, no, no. I'm talking about Billups. With Billups, <laughs> oh. with Billups, like they're like, yo, how? Is, I think like that's a good point. Yo, Wick, yo, Wick used to say that. How bro. does he have? Yeah. You know, how does Billups have only technically one one season of being assistant coach, and then you get offered a, a head coaching job just like that? So I, I bet you that's another see? reason why. But see that that's why that's why I be thinking. There's some like salty, yeah. scorn, <laughs> scorn head coach out there, like motherfucker. They didn't, they didn't even call me, like, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, Terry Stott, Terry Stott, coach, right? Terry like, like, like Fisdale or somebody. No, I'm not. I'm not. Not to throw Fisdale on the bus, but you know what I mean. Like so, Terry Stotts so, is like Terry Stotts is like this is this is the guy you hire. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, bro, I've been doing this since he when he, he was still playing when I got my first job, bro. I used to game plan against this dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right, Sway. You never know who's who's out there just, you know, trying to I don't I don't think it's the I, I don't think it's the, the, the trying to throw the, shade, you know. I don't think it's the the what do you call it? The the, the Twitter users that are still living in their mom's basement they have nothing better to do. No, no, I don't think it's them digging in through this through this closet. I think it's I think it's someone closer to it. I don't know. Oh, somebody with sources, you know. Yes. <laughs> Some, so someone's just, putting it out there. Someone with mad sources. Just, just so we're clear, yeah. according, according to like NBA Twitter now, you have to be a minority with no criminal history ever in your past. <laughs> you you have to have and a, and a male apparently because you know females ain't getting no love either. No, no, because all <laughs> yeah. Twitter wants, you, all you, Twitter, you wait your turn now. <laughs> all Twitter wants is a is a female coach, so that's that's part of it. That, I mean, minority, female, male. It's just you you can't be a white male. You can't have any crit- yeah. any type of speck in your history, and and you have to have at least like six successful fucking assistant coaching years. <laughs> I, th- I think you're gonna say at least a, a 680 credit score at least <laughs> and, and even that and even that might be a little too low so <laughs> yeah it's a little too low Yo, has if it's any, not 750 has, or higher we ain't talking yeah has anyone even spoken to uh adoku's about his adoku adoka <laughs> i knew it here we go i knew it didn't take uh, long didn't take be- long has anyone even asked him about his credit score, bro? I don't know. You know, I think that was that was spoken, you know, prior to him being hired. Yo, and who's the asshole that asked that question to Wick with Adoka sitting right there? <laughs> this this dude, nah, man, he was like uh, my yeah, that third, was on, it was third, on, third choice. Third was choice. On the, it was on the radio with fucking Felger. Felger actually that asked him oh. that question, that douche. Oh, so he wasn't right there. Okay, he was, uh, yeah. wasn't right Press there. Yeah, you know that question was going to get asked at some point, or it's going to be asked more than once. But, you know, it is what it is. Head to patreon.com slash causeway and check out one-on-one with Joe Sway. My exclusive one-on-ones with NBA players and NBA coaches, including this one with Marcus Smart. Is that an opinion you share with a lot of other people around the league? That, that yeah. star treatment in sense of like some, an incident like that? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's... it's... It's one of the elephants in the room. We know it. We see it. Right. I mean, it's obvious, you know. Mm-hmm. It's been obvious for years. You know, this is how it works. Head to patreon.com slash causeway and check out one-on-one with Joe Sway and, of course, the Causeway After Show. <laughs> Let's wrap up this episode of Causeway Street. The way we wrap up every single episode here, we take our trip around the NBA with Joel's In Case You Missed It. 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 Joel, what we missed? But speaking of Billups, though, right on 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 a, on a positive note, right? Because this has been floating around even since he was, uh, you know, interviewing with different teams. You guys realize that uh, Chauncey is the is the only player in NBA history to have winning records against Kobe, LeBron, and MJ. Wow. Yeah, but how many times did he play against MJ, bro? <laughs> I knew you were gonna well, say that, bro. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Fair enough. He played against. It took Sean Holman four seconds to ask the follow-up. He bro. played against MJ. Like, don't just lump in. Don't just lump in MJ like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. It's not like it's not like he had like a two and zero record. No, no, he played him ten times and he won six of them. 
All right. Okay. Yeah. And one of them. Joe's like, Joe's like Michael Jordan and Joe Dumas. We're like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He he played Dumas like six times, bro. What do you mean? And Dumas was like 41. You're like, what? A win's a win. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He definitely played. He definitely played uh, Wizards Jordan. Yeah, that was all Wizards Jordan. That's the most biggest bullshit in the entire world. Uh, hello, his rookie season. You know they beat. I know the the Celtics beat the Bulls. All right, I all, right. all right. So there's ten. There's ten <laughs> games. All right, all right. It's ten games. All right. How many minutes did Fonzie put up that game? Yo, I'm just see, see. This is this, this is the problem with you, right? You got you want to bring up fucking you want me to, you want to like look up his, his his shot percentage as well too, and how many I fucking do. turnovers he had in that game. <laughs> Because you can't claim it. You can't claim that shit. That's bullshit. That shit, he's not claiming it. It's just the fucking the shit that's flowing around. I decided to bring it up, right? Yeah. Sounds like, what, what about against what about against Kenny Anderson, bro? What's his percentage against Kenny? <laughs> what is the story? Has he ever been noticed? Because <laughs> Kenny took his fucking job, all right? That's why. That's yeah. why he took his job. Should we, should we talk about how many how many points, you know, Jerry West scored, you know, against, uh, <laughs> you know, whoever again, like we did a couple few episodes ago? Jesus. <laughs> On the list, baby. Damn. No, yo, Nick Van Axel. What's his percentage against Nick Van Axel? <laughs> Did he ever guard Galvin Campbell in a game? <laughs> they, were, they were actually teammates. <laughs> they had to, uh, oh yeah, they had to control. They had to control. What's his, what's his name? Uh, Chris Harry there when he when he landed with the uh, with the Nuggets. <laughs> like, no, that's that's not that's a, that's not a joke, guys. We were yeah, serious. Yeah, he, he really did. Dead ass. Nick Van yeah, we joke about Chris Harry so much. I bet you people were just like, "What?" I'm like, no, seriously. Nick Van Axel <laughs> and fucking Chris, and Chauncey Billups are like, "Motherfucker, you ain't going nowhere." Chauncey Billups is like, "Yo, Chris, you thought you got in trouble in Boston, bro?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right, I'm out. I'm out. Right, yeah. <laughs> this took a this took a this took a, a, a awful yeah. turn. Yeah, we're getting canceled after this motherfucker. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> shit. All right, all right. Again, you miss anything else, yo? Yeah? crossing things off the list. He's just like, can't talk about that. All right, let's see. You know, can't bring up you know his uh his finals record. No, all right. So in case you missed Sean, it, <laughs> Joe's like, oh, I can't. I still can't believe. Let this dude out. Cross that out. <laughs> <laughs> the Suns are heading back to the NBA Finals after twenty-eight hey, seasons, and they have home court advantage, guys. So it doesn't matter who comes out of the East; they got the first two games at the Valley of the Sun. Oh, the grill's going uh, off. Jeff, what do they say about the nachos in Phoenix? Huh? I guess they're, no, they're, they're not so crispy. stale no more. They're gonna be nice and crispy. <laughs> real cheese yeah. alright real cheese no no fucking no pickles it's gonna be actually jalapenos <laughs> they put pickles on that shit it's not gonna be like you know it's cheese from a can <laughs> yeah, those jokes are so simple but so funny man. <laughs> so funny yo you know <laughs> he said how's the drink yo and soda's flat <laughs> yo you know when he, you know when he shits on San Antonio like, I think it was like recently that they told him, they yeah, told, they told about, him to stop. They told right? him to chill out. Yeah, they told him to stop. Yeah, because he kept talking about big girls. <laughs> he said, "Y'all be y'all be eating any of those churros." <laughs> put, the, put the churros, put the churros down. Tell home girls to put them churros down. Put <laughs> them churros. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> and then Kenny, Kenny egging him on with the with the feeding shit always got me. Bro. Yo, what's the park? The park? Oh, the park is great. <laughs> all the spots are open at the Suns game. Ain't nobody going to this game. They <laughs> show the animation of him pulling up. Is he can park right in front of the arena and going? <laughs> they don't charge you nothing. Go right don't in. Charge you nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kenny's like, oh man, oh man, but he's still egging him on for every single question. And he goes, oh man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's uh, this eliminates. The last remaining former teammate of Shaquille O'Neal's, um, Rondo, right, was the last the last player that was left in the playoffs that had played with Shaq, and this ends the streak of thirty seven straight seasons of a former teammate of Shaquille O'Neal's that made it to the NBA Finals, and the streak ends this year. What? Yeah, yeah. This goes back to seven. This goes back to nineteen eighty four. So Shaq has played with teammates from eighty four up until now. Have made it to the finals every single season since nineteen eighty four. That's interesting. Yeah. Wait. So, Sway, so when he was drafted, right, he got drafted and played with somebody that was on the 84 team. 86. Gotcha. Yeah. Thank you. Yo, I just went straight Dutra in that moment, bro. 
Yeah. That was a dude. Right trust me, trust me. I, I yo, felt yo, it. how did he play for like five decades? How did that work? Yeah. I felt that. I got it through, and then I, then I was able. To so, play. so in 1984, when Shaq was 12, he was in the NBA Finals. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> tell me how to, that, that's a ditch response right there. How does tell me you explain that to me right now, bro? Explain that to me right now. <laughs> explain yourself. Explain no, yourself. what was the what was the stat though? It was it was uh it was Vince Carter played in four decades. Four decades, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Four decades. yeah. The only player that played in four different decades. That's right. Four different decades, yeah. Was like, was, so he was drafted when he was ten. <laughs> It's like, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> and then, and then for two seconds, yo, for two seconds, I was like, yo, the song have a case here. I was like, wait a minute. I started thinking about it. And I was like, wait, no, yo, you're confusing me, bro. <laughs> and even after we broke it down, he's like, nah, man, that's that's worded wrong. I don't know, I don't know, how I like that wording. <laughs> Play in the nineties, the two thousand, two thousand. Tens and the two thousand fucking twenties. <laughs> and he almost he almost he almost missed it, man. His rookie year was the, the lockout year. It started in ninety nine. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Ninety eight. I guess if he was drafted in ninety nine it would have been all right, I guess. <laughs> He's like, I guess. He would have played a month, a month in one decade. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, in, in case you missed it, the uh the Pacers, they uh they finalized the deal <laughs> to hire Former Hawks coach Lloyd Pierce as uh, Rick Carlisle's top assistant, according to oh, uh, ESPN. Oh, yeah, you just threw me off for a second. Did they change their mind about Carlisle? <laughs> They're like, you know what, <laughs> you know what, Carlisle, we're gonna go to, we're gonna go to another route, another route. You know? Hey, let, let me ask you a question. Like, you since, know, when, since when the fuck did the, is the national news when they hire a top assistant coach? <laughs> well, well, because he used to be a, a head coach. That's probably why. Yeah, I yeah. understand that, but don't we wait till September normally to be like? Oh yeah, that's uh, that's like in um, Tom Thibodeau on the Celtics bench or whatever. Like you well, notice something. Well, it's like line. it's like the Celtics. You know, it's like um. Yeah, as soon as the Nets were eliminated. <laughs> yeah, as soon as yeah. he's eliminated, like they're like, oh, why don't you come back in for a second interview, yeah, my guy? We're gonna we're gonna, gonna, gonna have you come in for an, uh, you know yeah. another interview, and we're probably gonna hire you. So yeah, bring and, you uh, up, and now they're talking about like Damon Stoudemire being like you know one of his top assistants. So you know, like bring uh, uh, bring bring two forms of ID, please. Come on down. One one has to be a passport. Because <laughs> they hired Carlisle, and then they were like, "You know what? Why don't we just bring in Lloyd Pierce? See, you guys, see, now we're thinking, right? Now we're thinking. Yeah, see, see." And and uh, and speaking of uh, of assistant coaches or top assistant coaches, uh, David Fisdale. Hey, Tone Loke. He's going to the uh, to the Lakers to uh, coach with uh, Frank Vogel since Jason Kidd is it? out. You- Fisdale, David Fisdale. Oh, he's going to the Lakers. Nice. Wait, who who is it? David Fisdale. <laughs> My man Fizz. I like used Fizz, to be though. used to be with the with the Knicks. Remember? Yeah, he got robbed. Didn't last very long there. Take that for data. Bang. <laughs> Take that for data. Do you think that we, he's not a good head coach? Because we both went viral that week. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's a good head coach. Well, he's not a head coach. He's going to be. He doesn't assistant. get enough. Yo, he literally doesn't get enough time, bro. Like that's the thing. Like why? Why? The, yeah, I don't know. Why didn't he get enough time in Memphis? Was he in Memphis for a little bit? He got like a season and some and some change. Yeah, he started off rocky the the, the beginning of the season. They just switched him up, and then New York. He didn't even get a whole season. Yeah, I know. Why? Why? As, is as, as if expectations I, were at the all time high for New York Knicks that year. Yeah. I like anyway. That. Well, I mean, Fizdale's most of his like. I don't know, success, quote unquote success came when he was an assistant with Miami. So Yeah, why are you using air quotes, huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I'm I thought all, I thought I'm all defensive. Sean's like, yo, why are you yo, wouldn't you like this do so much? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the the success in Miami would have been enough for him to get uh, uh, an actual coaching job where that lasted more than thirteen games, but you know, I guess not. So maybe he's Maybe he's just not a good coach, guys. He's going to like uh, head coach candidate rehab right now with the Lakers, so I'm sure he'll get a gig next year. Yeah, well, that's what happens, man. I'm telling you, it's tough. No, NBA I think, once I think, you get fired, especially black coaches. No, but I think I think the Lakers for a while. I think even the moment the moment they hired Frank Vogel and then they immediately hired Jason Kidd, they're like, all right, the moment this dude fucks up, 
Like Jason Kidd is taking over. Now that Jason Kidd is gone, they're like, all right, we need to get a top dude in here. And again, in case he fucks up, Basil fucking sliding right up in there, dude. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. applying pressure, motherfucker. It's exactly what it is, yo. It's exactly what it is. It's like, yo, why did Lakers? You know, what's the rush for them to? They're gonna come back with pretty much the same team. What's the rush to you know hire an assistant? They're like, no, <laughs> we got we got to make oh. sure that that Vogel knows we ain't fucking around. Yeah, if they start off like five and like fifteen or some. You think he'll be the first one to go into that GM office? Like, you trying to switch things up, man? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, Fitz wants that top spot, bro. He wants that top spot. It's like, yo, on that team, and you know, he's gonna be, he's gonna be LeBron's right hand man. Yo. He's had a, he's, he's had a year off and shit. He's like, yo, I got, I got ideas, guys. I got ideas. He's, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna be calling up Ty Lube. Like, yo, how do you, uh, how do you do this? Yo, how do I finesse this, man? You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you got it. Well, I mean, first off, he's going to like, oh, man, I got I got to take it through the year one, man. He's not. No, Tyler's going to say, bro, you're already you have you've won half the battle. You're cool with LeBron. You just have LeBron be your, your, fucking, your, <laughs> yeah. your mouthpiece and you're good. You're good. <laughs> For real. Got to yeah. tell LeBron love Space Jam, too. That's first of all. <laughs> because, yo. You look at the track record, man. Like that clock's ticking on Frank Vogel, man. One is, bad bro. start, one it one. Rough, I'm telling you, one rough start to the season, and he is out. Yo, Mario, if, if the Lakers, if the Lakers started off the way the Heat started off this season, he wouldn't be there. Oh, Jason man. Kidd would be yeah, that coach. Right. Jason Kidd would have been the head coach of the fucking Lakers, bro. Yeah, yes. but no, because no, 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 not, not for not after a championship year, though. Oh yeah, no, but but yeah. if it was those were reversed, they lost. It. I mean, I think I think if yeah. they next year, like the Heat started off this year. Or, you know, just start off with any rough passage. Or even go through, like, what the Celtics did at, at by mid. If they have, they have like, a 500 record or just above a 500 record, I think he's out by by halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how LeBron moves. <laughs> That's how he no, – he did that to what – he did that to what's his name in Cleveland. That dude got him to the finals. Bro, I <laughs> bet you – I bet you – I bet you he I, was he's like – been – and Black, Black's been blackballed ever since. Yeah, and I bet you it was, like, the, the, moment, the moment kid got, you know, got hired by Dallas, he was like, all right, yo, I got Fisdale, you know – should I hit him up? They were just like, yeah, man, you know, give it a little bit. It's going to look a little awkward. No, no, I'm calling him right now. I'm calling him right now. Y'all shut up that interview. <laughs> all right, LeBron, I guess, I guess we'll do that. Palenka's like, all right. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just picturing Fizz's demeanor the whole time during the interview. Yeah, you got it, man. It's like he's just, <laughs> he's just so intense. That dude's intense, you know, bro. That dude's intense. You know he wants to coach LeBron. He's like, yeah, he's intense. Yeah. He's intense. <laughs> this is my fucking chance. If I ever had a chance to actually coach LeBron and not be his assistant coach, I'm in. <laughs> he's just envisioning that that day when they when they when they hoist up the trophy and he gives him he gives him that big embrace on the camera and shit. Take that for that. <laughs> <laughs> we went through the highs, we went through the lows, and we made it on top of the broad. From his first chugging. championship to his last. <laughs> he's gonna be brown bagging a 40 and be like, yo, this is for my people. <laughs> yeah, full circle, baby. Full circle. And he's like, fuck you, James Dolan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like that. It's yeah. like that, man. Yo, fuck you, Pat Riley, for not calling me back after I got fired. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I should. I shouldn't do my guy like that. He's not going to do it. He's not going to have a 40, but he's going to have a, a, a nice crisp bottle on him. Drink it straight out the bottle on camera. There you go. Yeah. yeah. All right, what else we miss? Let's not think I, about the 2022 NBA Finals quite yet. Right. Like winning it all. I have one. I have one in case you missed it that I don't no. know brought up, but go ahead. I guess I just want to make sure we talk about it. All right. In case you missed it, 11-year NBA veteran Michael Beasley has agreed to play with the uh, Portland Trailblazers at Summer League in oh, August. Man. A little weird. That's, a, that's like a long way to commit out for an NBA veteran, right? right? It's like <laughs> it's like not even G League. Like, yo, I'll play, I'll play Summer League. <laughs> yeah, he's got to make sure he, he's got to make sure he can pass the P test. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> speaking of speaking of P test, <laughs> he's like, so can I come or not? He's like, yo, yo, bro, we'll call you in like two months. No, I need to know now, bro. Just let me know. All right, fine, fine, fine. We'll put the we'll put the press release out there. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Two month program. I mean, all right, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's in Vegas though. Right? Remember that. Ah, right, yeah, Vegas, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. That gives that gives me like three weeks for, that I know I can just smoke all the way that I walk. Yeah, right before yeah. before any kind of testing happens. But speaking of testing, uh, <laughs> fake piss is on the way. Toronto, in case you missed it, right? Toronto Raptors guard Jalen Harris has been quote dismissed and disqualified from the NBA 
for violating terms of an anti-drug program. He will be eligible for reinstatement in one year. What uh, team is he on? Toronto Raptors. Who else is on the Raptors? <laughs> no, what the? Siak- <laughs> that is Gibson, bro. Is he taking the fall? Explain, explain this. Explain this connection you're trying to make. Taking the fall? Is he the fall guy for Siakam, dog? He's I gonna get traded, bro. He's gonna get traded. <laughs> just, just say it was yours, yo. Just yeah, say it was yours. Yo, yo, just say it was yours. Nah, yo, I'm not doing this, yo. Nah, yo. Trust me, bro. I'll pay you. Whatever they're paying you, I'll pay. I'll I'll double that shit. What was it like six hundred thousand dollars? I'll pay. I'll double that shit for you. It's like yo, I'm maxed out, my guy. I'm maxed. You know what I, mean? I got you. I go for it, yo. Bro. yo and I'm, I'm getting and I'm getting traded to Golden State, so it's all good, bro. It's all good. No we'll worry, never, be no connection I'll made. I'll get traded to Golden State. I'll put in a good word for you. Once the year out real comes up, they can always use a, a G League point guard, bro. Come on, you can yo. Use you'll be the <laughs> first. Listen, yo. You'll be the first guy they call, yo. He said, don't listen to Boucher. He's a pussy, okay? Yeah. Listen, he, he, he didn't want to take the offer. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. Duce, you got to explain yourself on this, about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a backstory the, to this. There's only the diehards. Only the yeah, diehards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This People is how rumors know. get spread. People know. <laughs> People know. <laughs> you know Duce, you know. Duce seems to uh, <laughs> think that, you know, the, the, the significant drop-off in uh, Siakam's uh, play this season has to do because you saw some sort of narcotics? Uh, not this season in particular. In the bubble last season. And <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, get it right. Come so, on. so it started. So it started during the hiatus, right? The season, yep. you know, pausing and then resuming because he uh, he played like shit against the Celtics and then it, it carried into this season. Is that what you're saying? Allegedly. Allegedly. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Allegedly, yes. Now. Oh Here's the best part, though, of Ducha's claim. He has no factual evidence <laughs> to prove this <laughs> in any way. Of course not, bro. He would be not even hey. not even his hair being kept. He would have gone. He would have gone viral. Yeah, not even, yeah, not even his hair being I'm, kept. At, you know, no, nope, nothing. I'm just gonna put it. I'm gonna put it this way. When it does break that it's happening, just. Put it, pull the clips. All right. right, right. (laughs) He said, "Get the receipts." I'll put a track. I'll put a track together with those with those quotes. All right, and that's gonna do it for this. uh, All right. Oh, I was gonna say what else you missed. It's weird. Actually, no, no. We got a bonus. We got a bonus, right? You say you got something. There's one other thing that I, I I can't believe we haven't talked about yet. Did you guys see Steve Ballmer grabbing those dudes' nutsacks last night on the plane? That was their fucking (laughs) thighs. Wait, what? what? Oh, no. right, listen, listen. When the when the Clippers cut it uh, uh, in Game Six, when the Clippers oh, cut it, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When the Clippers cut it, in the fourth quarter, when the Clippers no, with the third quarter, when the Clippers cut it to like six, and they showed Steve Ballmer. Let me guess. One me dude guess. on the side. Really, his face is really red. Yeah, he just had a mask on everything, but still, you can still see how red his face is. He had a, he had a dude on on either side of him, and they're, they're all three of them are standing up. He's in the middle, and he grabs their thighs, right? They're, he was not going their, nuts their thighs, and he couldn't inner, hold himself up, so he's falling down. Thigh. He looks he, he falls down, and, and, it, and it just looks a little awkward. It looks a little awkward grabbing thighs. <laughs> not that it's the guy. They he was going <laughs> grabbing he, thighs. He was skiing down the mountain, dog. Bro, if, they, if he had grabbed their nutsack, they wouldn't. Those two dudes would have not have just like just. Just casually, like, let it go. Like, they wouldn't be like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, one of them did. It's like, oh, it's, it's not like, yo, that's my thumb, bro. Sure. I know, right? Yo, yo, you got my you got my pinky, bro. Nah, man, that's not what it is. <laughs> nah, it's not the reaction you're going to give, yo. It's totally like, different thing. Yeah, totally different yeah. thing. And not because, and, and not, and not in, in any other way that, you know, some people might think of, but that's the fact that uh, any male knows that if you get your nuts grabbed, it fucking hurts. Like, you're going to react. You're giving him too much credit. <laughs> He got excited. I he forgot where he was. He grabbed both dudes' nutsacks next to him and then pretended to fall down because he was so excited, bro. It's just ridiculous. In case you missed it, jeez. Yeah, in case you missed it, grabbing sacks, huh? The article that I saw that I sent you, it's like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't celebrate like Steve Ballmer celebrates. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just saw the link right now. Yeah, I was watching the I was watching the the game live, right? And I saw that and I was like, that's a little weird. And then when they repeated on ESPN, <laughs> that was a little weird. when they repeated on ESPN, they did it like in slow motion, and then it's like, oh, uh, it was uh, 
it was uh, Steve Ampel. He was like, oh, and Obama's uh, a little excited. I was like, what the? F-? Like, it was <laughs> the way they slowed it down. I was like, whoa, like, it's kind of weird. But he's like, <laughs> but the way he falls down, the way he falls down, the other two dudes are looking at each other like, what's going on right now? Like, why is this? <laughs> why is his hands on this part of our thighs? Yeah, it was just weird. It, it was, was weird. Def- definitely. He was looking for something. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, Jeez. And that's going to do it for this edition of uh, In Case You Missed It. Hit us up on all social media <laughs> platforms at Causeway Street. Hit up CausewayStreet.com for your off-season Celtics news, rumors, and opinions. And uh, also don't forget to subscribe to the Causeway After Hours on Patreon. Where you can uh, listen to our, our after show and a bunch of other exclusive content. Yeah, bro. It's Patreon.com slash Causeway. And as always, Black Lives Matter. Let's stop Asian hate. Let's pray for peace in the Middle East. All right? Until next time, folks, we out. Yeah, the oldest trick in the book. I'ma get my by hook or by crook. Yo, I should be sitting by a brook or looking at the paper in the breakfast nook. I never seen a lunch cranny. The way he rocks mics is truly uncanny. And he brings his own. Other rappers too planty.